Hello and welcome to One Life Wing It. We're back this week, I was going to say this month week. We don't really do it on a weekly, monthly basis, but we're getting better. We're getting a bit more organised. We're not, we're getting worse. We're not. We're getting worse. We're probably now, aren't when we? When we first started, we didn't have enough bloody um, memory on Lipsing or wherever we, wherever we store it. <laughs> now, it just takes 10 quid a month and does no. Anyway. <laughs> we're going to talk about jobs this week, aren't oh, we? Are we? Mm. I thought we were talking about holidays. You did not. I did. You didn't. That's what you said. Did I? When? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, go on. What was your first job? You just can't spurt spurt it out like that. That's like rubbish presenting, that is. That's rubbish presenting. Well, what was it? What was the first job that you ever had? Apart from like washing people's cars when you were a kid. I'm going to say, I I used to work for Mr. Goodwin, washing his car. (laughs) I used to work for Mr. Goodwin. He He had a Chevette. Light blue, sky blue Chevette, and he used to give me five quid, which was a lot of money, but I had to wash it and then polish it. And I had to tea cut it as well. He used to work for the uh, railway, and I never asked him this, but he always had uh, petrol or diesel or fuel, you know, where fuel was supposed to be. Yeah. Where he'd been like pouring it in. in a. I reckon they were nicking it. Yeah, of course he was. And then pouring it in, making a mess, and then Mark, over the road, uh, used to have to come and clean it. Did and I didn't inspect it. And it was all like, in them days, it was like the bloody bumpers were chrome and everything. I can't believe you got five quid. I'd have got ten bob in Burnley. <laughs> ten bob? Yeah. I was about 14, 15. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were like six or something. That's no, because right, you don't let six-year-olds clean your car, do you? Because they do a crap job. You have to go and do it for them, don't you? Yeah, six-year-old. Martha made a decent fist of yours the other week. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. To be fair. But then they can't reach the roof, can they? So what's the point of that? So that was my first job with Mr. Goodwin and Mrs. Flowers from over the road. Did you have a Saturday job? They actually got married later on. Oh, did they? And she became Mrs. Goodwin. I think she's still alive, actually. She's from this neck of the woods. Anyway, that's nothing to do with working. What was your first job, Joanne? My first job Saturday girl at Leo's Cafe. It was Kenyon's, actually. Was Was it? it, Is it Kenyon's? Yeah. Is this is this in uh, Burnley? Yeah. Leo, do you know where um you know when we do High the ghost walk? For all you in Burnley. Shut up. You know where we do the ghost walk where we tell the last story? Well how do they know? Oh yeah. I was just oh, telling if you, you. If, if you're on, <laughs> if you're listening on the on your, go go to Google, Google Maps and uh, where is it? <laughs> Curzon Street. Curzon Street. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, there used to be a store there called Leo's. Leo's. Have you ever heard of it? Was that anywhere else? Is, is that a northern yeah, thing? Yeah, it's a massive. It was massive. There were loads of them in Nottingham, <laughs> all across the East Midlands. Leo's Cafe. No, Leo's Supermarket, and it was a cafe inside a supermarket. It was men. All my mates worked there. So all of us. It, now you'd have an Asda with a cafe in. Yeah. Or was yeah. it like a private cafe then? Yeah, Kenyans had the cafe, so it wasn't like Leo's. What, what was like the? Uh, what was the dish of the day generally? Plate meat pie and chips. <laughs> it was minging. What? Looking plate back. meat pie. Yeah, I don't know why they called it that. It was just like it's because it's on a plate, isn't it? It's like on a metal on a dish. Um, what do you call it? Is it they have, just have it in tin foil now, aren't they? So yeah. it's like a thin meat pie. Well, isn't it? yeah, but then you used to take slices out. Yeah, it was a yeah, thin, like thinish a, one, like a apple pie. I've never heard of plate meat pie till I worked there. 
Well, how old were you when you worked there? About 15. So you've wasted 15 years of your life not knowing, <laughs> not what, knowing a plate. what a plate meat pie I bet, I bet, was. <laughs> no, I bet you feel like you're abused, don't you? I do, hey? actually. I'm going you to take go that see a, mother. I'd go and see a, a counsellor. <laughs> Get some counselling done for that. That's terrible. So what did you used to do then at uh, uh, Leo's Calf or whatever it was called? <laughs> Leo's Calf. Oh, there were a bunch of us work there. All my friends, actually. My proper friends from school. We had a right good crack. Right. Um, and so you'd either wait on tables or serve behind the counter. And that was the, it was actually more fun in the kitchen because we used to nick everything, obviously. And then we'd get really silly and have cake fights and so forth. We just diffed about, really. In fact, some of the people, some of the customers who came in for a cup of tea used to just say, oh, we only come for a cup of tea because you lot make us laugh. <laughs> <laughs> really? We used to get sacked. One of, well, at least one of us would get sacked every week. Really? And then, yeah, at least one of us. Well, that was what was the worst the thing manager, you did? Martin, bless him. What was the worst thing you did then to get sackable offence? The cake fight didn't go down very well. We made quite a mess with yeah, that. Yeah, I wanted like that though. If it were my business, I, I, used to, I, I did not... used to be late a lot. That's not like you. I know. A, a lot. I remember the the area manager was in actually one Saturday and I came in and I just took my coat off about 10 minutes late and cracked on. And he came up to me with a piece of paper and put it in front of me. It wasn't a P45, but I wouldn't have known. And he said, that's your P45, get your coat. And I was like, you what? He said, that's the last time you're late, you're going. And I was like, oh crap. I'm thinking, oh no, I need the money to go out tonight. <laughs> and so all my friends, Jackie and Leslie, they're all looking at me. And uh, I went to get my coat. You know, when you know, I, I knew we didn't mean it. I knew I wasn't really being sacked. They were right softwares. They really put up with a lot. And uh, they came after me and said, you need to get an earlier bus. That's what you need to do. Get back in there. <laughs> Bless him. So well, you, got the sack, you got the sack for being late? We all, we all got the sack numerous times. Bless us. Well, it sounds like a barrel of laughs at least. No, it was. It was. It was a good laugh. It was a good laugh. It yeah. was more. It was just like diving about with your mates rather than working. You know what I mean? No, not really. <laughs> not really at all. That's my criteria in my job <laughs> to have a laugh. <laughs> well, I think I'm not having a, a laugh. I don't want to go. That's yeah. a lot of people's criteria. Yeah, it's fair enough. It's, isn't you know, it? you, you you've got to enjoy what you're doing, haven't you? Once you. Once you get to that point where you don't, you hate going. Yeah, you've got to go. You've got to go. Yeah, definitely. I, I went for it. You just reminded me, actually. I went for a job as a kitchen salesman. And it was um, it was in the Nottingham Evening Post. Because you used to have, like, Thursday's like, job day or whatever. Or, no, Thursday's property. I think Wednesday's job day. Or is it Friday? I can't remember, anyway. Don't really matter. It's irrelevant. No one buys the paper anymore. Um, anyway, so I got this job. I went for the interview. I had a suit. I don't know why I've got a suit. It's oh, bless a, you. Well, probably one of them nylon ones. It would have been. It would been shiny nylon. It's not going to be Hugo Boss, is it? <laughs> well, it might have been. I've got a Hugo Boss suit. Oh, I know you have now, but you're old now. I know. And uh, it's an old Hugo Boss suit. Anyway, we're not talking about bloody suits. We're talking about going... So I went for this job. And I met this, you know, suntanned wide boy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think everyone at the interview got the job. You know what I mean? It was all sat outside filling out this application form, went in, he asked me what experience they had, I told him, no, this is not so right, we'll do training. And, and then I had to go to Loughborough for, for training, for a day's training. Uh, and I set off, and I got about halfway, and I pulled up in this little village, and I went, what am I doing going to be a kitchen salesman? <laughs> do you know what I mean? 
you know when you just did yeah. even then I knew I didn't trust this bloke I was going to be working for and it, and it turned out that what I been what I would have been doing was hitting the phones really or knocking on doors and going Ah, you love. Do you want a new kitchen? Oh, yeah, can we come round and give you a free quote and all that? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And you get about ten quid a lead yeah. or something. You know what I mean? And I didn't. I turned around. I turned around and, and I didn't go. But at that time in my life, I had loads of jobs. Then, you know what I mean? When I left school in 1983, mm. there were something like two million unemployed. Yes. Yeah. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was and Middle it was of all Thatcher at Hunter, wasn't it? I know. Yeah. Well, if you if you remember, I think 79 when Thatcher came to power, there was that famous poster, Britain's Not Working poster yeah. with a big long queue. And it was called the Labour Exchange. And um, most of my schoolmates, I think, went straight to the Labour Exchange and signed on and got their £16 a week. But uh, 16 quid a week, that's I mental, isn't I it? I, I had two interviews, two job interviews when I left school. One was for Hamilton Knight Development, which as an apprentice joiner, and the other one was for printed adhesive tapes, which is down Woodborough Road if you live if you live in Nottingham. And they used to make the adhesive tapes that go on like your Marks and Spencer's clothes. You know when you it says you just a, a, a sticky tape with a, you had to wash it or you know made out of wool or whatever. You know what I mean? And we used to do them. Now I did I did a I did two days trial for printed adhesive tapes, and what they do as it as it goes through the machine to print it they 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 have to warm the adhesive slightly um to stop it sticking as as they're making these uh stickers and because of that there's always a smell of adhesive yeah and i didn't know it as i drove home first day on the bus and it was a really good jolly job everyone was really jolly (laughs) on the way home on the bus I, i was laughing i was just like in fits of giggles and stuff I was going, this is mental, why am I laughing? And I don't know what I didn't know what I was laughing at. Then I kind of the penny dropped and I realised that I'd been glue sniffing all day. Do you know what I mean? And that's what it was. And everyone that worked there spent the whole day glue sniffing. You know, didn't yeah, go yeah, and yeah. sniff glue, but because he's sn- smelling thinners and all that Bloody all day. Bloody hell. It was brilliant. <laughs> and I did two days of that and then I, I did I went for an interview at Hamilton Knight and they offered me the job the next day. Yeah. Uh, and then I got a phone call from Printed Adhesive Tapes and they offered me the job as well. So I had to choose whether I wanted to be a printer or a joiner. And because I'd worked with my Uncle Kevin uh, during the six weeks holidays when I was at school, I decided to be a joiner. And and that and that were it, really. That was the start of my working career. How long I mean? were you a joiner for then? Uh, not very long, really. A few years. I went to college and stuff and uh, learned how to cut pieces of wood straight without a... Without a set square, this you know it was rubbish. It was it, it was mad. It was mad. I, I, I worked with this one day. They all went to the uh, Ideal Homes exhibition because that was like the the big treat from uh, Dennis and Dennis. They were both called Dennis the bosses, <laughs> and most of the staff went down. It was only a small building firm, but most of the staff went there on a jolly. You know I mean, it was just a big piss up really. And I, because I was the apprentice, I had to stay with this and look after this. Uh, plumber this plumber it was a subcontractor yeah. so he wasn't part of the firm so there's me and this uh, plumber and we're on this site in the park in Nottingham and I'm what 17 and I'm in charge I've opened up in the morning it's summertime and lunchtime comes and, and I'm working I'm putting some I'm just doing bits and bobs of you know 
messing about really. They give me a long list of jobs to do while everyone's away, and I'm and I'm working away. And this this plumber comes in. I can't remember for like I think his name was Andy. Anyway, he comes in and he's really cross. He's going, I fucking hate this job. I fucking hate it. I don't want to work for this boss anymore. I'm going to start on my own. I'm going to get myself a van. I'm going to start on my own. I was going, yeah, good on you, Andy. Good on you. Good on you. Like that. He said, he said, I'm going to go and buy paper now. I'm going to sit in the pub. I'm going to find a van, and I'm going to be gone by the end of today. He said, Are you coming to the pub? And I went, mm, yeah, all right. This is <laughs> this is like Friday afternoon. So we went and bought the Evening Post, and he was looking through, going, you know, Ford Escort, uh, 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 Fiesta van, yeah. Vauxhall, Combi van, you know what I mean, and blah blah blah. And I, you know, seventeen, I, he bought me a couple of pints. I said I can't afford it, and he's a plumber, so he's got more money than yeah, me. So yeah. He bought me three pints. I bet right. you were hammered, weren't oh, you? Oh, absolutely. In the afternoon, wasted. I came home. I, I came home. I came back to the uh, back to work. Yeah. So this would be like two o'clock in the afternoon, and we were building. I think it was six flats, uh, ground floor and up, upstairs in the park, which is quite posh. And I went into one of them, and it had a. Uh, had this massive pile of polystyrene sheets. I don't know if you've ever sat on polystyrene. It's ever so warm, really warm. You know what I mean? It's, that's why it's used for insulation. So I lay on this. I lay on this. I thought, I'll just took my eyes for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Half past six. Half past six. Andy comes in. He's been asleep in the next one. <laughs> He's like, fucking hell, fucking hell, it's half past six. It's half past, and I'm like, ah, shit, shit, shit. Um, he got on his motorbike and went, and I had to lock everything up and stuff. And then on the, and I got right bollocking on Monday morning because I'd done none of the jobs that I was supposed to do because uh, I fell asleep. So that, that was that was a that was a nice. I, I liked I liked the building trade. I worked like I said, I worked with my uncle Kevin, and Uncle Kevin, I'm. I've told you a bit about Uncle Kevin. Mm. I mean, Uncle Kevin is—he's he's like, for our listeners out there, he's a bit like Oz from Alvida's Aim Pet. Do you know what I mean? He's completely and utterly disgusting, really. He is, you know. And he used to go. Uh, well, during our dinner breaks, when I used to work with him, I'd be fifteen. He'd go, "I hey, up, Mark. You got any fags?" And I say, "I'm, I'm Kevin like that." He'd go, oh, "Fucking hell, fucking hell, like that." And he'd get out of the car, this is on our lunch break, and he'd go and have a walk around looking for nubs. You know what I mean? And he'd come yeah. back, empty all the nubs oh, into his tin, and then roll a fag. You know what I mean? And then he'd roll oh, the fag and I'd minging. go, get off. You know what I mean? So we'd share this shit roll up. He's the one, he's the one. We ran out of petrol going up Carlton Hill. We're going up the hill and we ran out of petrol. And we just passed a petrol station. So he did a U-turn, a busy road, you know, like three or four lanes wide, this road. I mean, it's busier now because there's more cars. But and then he, he rolls into this service station and he goes, you, you got any money, Mark? I said, no. I said, oh, hang on. And I had two pence like that. And he, and he went, you know, start scratching through the car and stuff. And he uh, found 18 pence. So he had 20 pence. He put 20 pence worth of petrol in. This is the, in the days when he allowed to. Um. He went, I'll fucking get us home. <laughs> Put it in the thing. Went to the counter. Gave him 20 pence. Oh, embarrassing. Listen, he gave him 20 pence. He says, can I have a receipt? <laughs> <laughs> fucking tax man. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh. So, so what did you do then after Leo's calf? Well, my first proper job was a dental surgery assistant. Well, you left school and did that? Yeah, when I'd left school Why and I'd do done my A-level. Because, I don't know, I think I wanted money. So you had A-levels? yeah. What are your A-levels in? I've told you this. Psychology, history and English lit. Psychology, history 
an English letter. History? Yeah. You're joking. you got an A-level in history. <laughs> I know, but you only have to find out about what your exam's going to be. <laughs> what was your exam about? I can't. Mark, I can't. No, I really want to know. I really want no, to know. I'm really Papa cross. Can't remember. I'm really cross. Why? You've got a, an A level in it's, it's, you. What you you don't know for? what happened half an hour ago. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, no, I want... no. What was you examining? I'm, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm like a dog with a boat now. I want Tough. to know. Tough. So I wanted some money. Second World War was it? Second World War and First World War and all that. I can't remember. Because you famously were the one when we was organising the holiday to go to France. To see the beaches, the First World Cold War and beaches. Fields. <laughs> uh, well, it's one of them, isn't it? He's in, no, he's in it's not state. one of them. It's not one of them. I've got CSE. I've got CSE Grade Two in history. That's my qualifications in history. What other qualifications have you got? Uh, that's about it, really. Oh, I've got a, I've got a diploma in acting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you ain't got one of them, have you? No. They I get haven't. degrees now. I got a diploma. Um, I've got uh, sitting guilds, carpentry and joinery, joiner, joinery. Who sent you on that then? Hamilton Night Development. Oh right. Uh, I've got uh, I've got I failed maths twice. This is why I was surprised I got a bloody job. Me, although I went for the jobs as I left school before I got me uh, results. Results, so I could you know do a like bit of bullshit. Yeah, really. Exactly. Anyway, go on. Tell us about. Um, yeah, I went to be a, de- a dental surgery assistant. Um, I, I, have not, I think it was just that it, there was a job going and I wanted one. I decided I wasn't going to go to university. And I know why. It's because I wanted money. And My friends think? were going out. Well, clearly not, Mark. My friends were going out <laughs> and buying clothes. So, oh, it, it, it was all right. It was all right. But, you know, you, you know when you just... You know you're not going to be so there. So you know how to mix up you? things like... Um, well, I wouldn't have a clue now. I was like, blooming 18, wasn't I? Can't remember that now. It would be all different now, won't it? Why? Totally have they changed the teeth? <laughs> well, they'll have changed all the products, won't they? Maybe. It'll be much more advanced than they it was They don't use then. mercury now, do they? I suppose. No. That was it. That was I, it. I do remember this machine thing where you mixed the amalgam up. Don't they have that still? I remember it jigging about. I remember you had to put a little bit somewhere. I can't remember properly. But you had to put a little bit somewhere in this yeah. machine, then it sucked it in and made a jiggy sound for about a minute. And then you give it dentist. Well, yeah. like Debbie McGee took dentist. The, <laughs> the beautiful... I think I lasted there Tallulah about... Green. I was about eight eight months, I reckon I was Foxy there. Wharton, the dentist. Foxy <laughs> It was all right. It was all right. So why did you leave there then? Because I got... The offer of more money, get this, at the Department of Social Security. How bloody embarrassing is this? So I went to work in the Soch then. <laughs> About that time, I was actually on the Soch. I know you were. I know. <laughs> that, that, it'd have been me next. <laughs> it wouldn't have been me because I wasn't in Burnley, was I? Oh, no. Oh, that was in Blackburn, actually. That job was in Blackburn. Is that when your love affair with Blackburn began then? Uh, I wouldn't really call it a love affair. Well, <laughs> well, that's where you lived most of your life, isn't it? Well, I know, that's where I did, well, Darwin, and then obviously Waddington. Mm. Anyway, go on, tell us about your job then. What uh, did you have to do? It was all right, you know, the DSS, because they have flexi time, so you could start work any time between half seven, you're right, that's not happening, or half nine. You could take a two-hour lunch if you wanted, and then you could finish any time between half past three and half past six, and you just kept your own so flexi you, shit. So you were so starting. You could fiddle you were starting your flexi. At half past nine. Yeah, of 
Having two on. hours Going break. Going for two and hours and at lunchtime and finishing at half three. Or four, or I'm three. Fid- fiddling my flexi sheet. And then if it got really bad where I thought, oh, I can't fiddle my way out of that, I'd say, oh, can you just take a day's annual leave off my flexi, please? And they made a big fuss about it and then said, yeah. So it was all right there. And there were some quite, quite good characters there. It was quite good fun, but boring. Oh, my God. It was like flipping carve your eyes out boring it was really really dull dull as dishwater proper office job type and i thought oh god i can't stay here so i had a couple of years there then i thought so you only, you only lasted two years then you only lasted uh, 104 weeks you couldn't bear it <laughs> doing six hours oh, i can't days. bear this <laughs> yeah i can't bear this this is absolutely I'm, I'm i'm cutting my eyes out it's that boring i'm gonna last it for two years though <laughs> no, but it, we, no, we did have some fun. We did have some fun. There were some characters in our section, and we did used to like Friday afternoon. You just slagged them off, saying it was dull as dishwater. Now you, you, no, you can't just come back and was, say, "Hang on, hang no, on." The work was. Oh, there was Doreen. We once pushed her down the you stairs. Were, you, you were literally. Just, oh, that was funny. I know. You should have seen her. Hey, hey. Luckily, she knew about uh, health <laughs> and safety. And, when you had to do some work, it was literally filling forms in. It was that boring. Really, really boring. What one after another all There's day long? There's nothing wrong with that, isn't there? It was it was ridiculous. Name. Where you living? Oh no! I tell, I'll I'll tell you what I did as well. For some reason, I got a Saturday job when I worked at the DSS. I think it's because I think I wanted a car and I wanted to go on holiday as well. So I thought, oh, I'll just up my income. So I went working at Labrooks at Bucky's on a Saturday. Laddies. <laughs> yeah. What doing? Yeah. Just behind the till. What like tic tac toe man? What's tic tac toe? Then ones that do the all the tic tac toe on the uh, on the race courses. Do you know what I mean? When they tap, tap their head and stuff, tap their shoulders. You, you <laughs> well, see, I didn't do I, any I mean, of that. Well, of course you didn't do any of that. <laughs> it's for entertainment reasons, Joanne. That's the reason we would try and record it. For goodness' sake. <laughs> no, that was all right, actually, laddies. I tell you what, though, you used to come home stinking of smoke, proper, proper smelling. Oh, that, them, were the, them were the days we yeah. could smoke oak. Oh, we? yeah. I mean, I did. I smoked anyway. You used to have like, old oh, blokes. Even disgusted we, me. We cloth caps and yeah. whippets. Loads of Chinese. Yeah, and loads of Chinese. Don't get racist. I'm not. But loads of Chinese. And they used to come up to me when they were when they were coming to put the bet on. They used to come up, throwing the, wait till the last minute to get the best odds, then they rush up and throw it at you and go... Ta ta, and at first I was like, "What this? What do they mean?" And the manager said, "Oh, they're telling you they want tax on it." <laughs> but I don't think they could say X. She's got ta like that, shouting at you. Because oh, in them days, you had to pay tax either before or on your winnings, didn't you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So you, if you paid so you it could before, choose. yeah, you ain't got to pay it on the. I still, on the, on I never understood betting. I still don't. I didn't understand it then. I just I've learned how to do the job I had to do, and that with that. But I only worked there on a Saturday anyway. Yeah, how long did you stay there for then? About nine months. <laughs> nine months? What car did you buy? No, do you know um, a Citroen 2CV? It was lovely, it was beautiful, it was red. Right. It was really nice. And it, you, you, you were, there's clubs, you know. I, I bet you, I bet you, there's still, we'll Google it after, I bet you there's still Citroen 2CV clubs. Cause it was like the law yeah. when you were driving around that if they, you saw they, another they, one, you had to wave. I don't you had to lick the window from the inside and stuff. <laughs> like a special needs car. Oh, when I got rid of that car, they you know. They called upside down prams, weren't they, or something? Didn't they call yeah, them upside they were down that prams? shape, weren't they? Like it, it just it fell to pieces that car bless it I used to have to drive round leaning off at passenger seat holding the door because it came 
why don't you just get a bit of string or something to tie it up or I think, tape it up? Or... I, well, I kept doing stuff like that and it kept just winging back open again. And then yeah. other people had to come in, so you were like, one of them. It lasted me a bit, though. But I left Laddies. I know why I left Laddies, because I went to do my nurse training. Right. And obviously then... And that's, that's it, then. That's, that's the only job you've ever had after Zip, that. Zip, shut up. 30 that's years. <laughs> 30 years. Working as a nurse. But then you've done other jobs, haven't you? In nursing, you've done... I've done lots of different jobs in nursing. Yeah, I have. But essentially, you just nurse people, don't you? Essentially. Well, I don't, actually, anymore. Old That's people, the sadness young people. of it, isn't it? I don't, yeah. do I? I tell, we were on about this the other week. I don't really do any nursing anymore. I just have people asking me for drugs all day long. You, let's just verify this for the listener. That you're not a drug dealer, although you are a drug dealer, I suppose, aren't you? You work for drug companies, prescribing no, people. A prescrib um, is not a with drug dealer. Botox. Are you allowed to say uh, Botox? You're allowed to say Botox <laughs> on a podcast. Botox. Adver- you can't advertise a prescription-only drug. You know oh, this. I'm not advertising. I'm just no, saying Botox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come and get me. You don't know where I live. Oh, you do. Shit. Yeah. Do they? Um, <laughs> Yeah, they will do. We don't, they will. Don't live anywhere, either. Yeah, not at the minute. Uh, but they'll get you eventually if you keep saying Botox all the time. <laughs> so you do Botox now, don't you? That's what. That's a, this yeah. is your final destination in life, isn't it? It is. Sticking needles in women. People's faces. General, generally women, although you do... Some um, men. Some men, you know. Crow's feet, men like the crow's feet doing. Do they? Yeah. Men don't like crow's feet doing. No, they like it doing. Effeminate men like the crow's feet doing. <laughs> real men. <laughs> real men just get a bit of sandpaper out and rub it on the face in the morning. Washing. Don't wash our fucking faces. <laughs> beep. Oh, that, that beep was late. That's where we You'll have to it. put blooming file language on it again I when you publish ex- it. Every time I do it, I put ex- <laughs> just in case. It's just, it says it on the bloody podcast on iTunes. <laughs> Anyway, and that was it, wasn't it? Really, I mean, that's it. So what? what yeah. So what's it like then, being a, you know, fully trained nurse who's worked in, you know, intensive care and, but you was a midwife, weren't I you? Was of a course, midwife. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then now you just get people with lots of money that want the crow's, crow's feet doing. Oh, don't! I really struggled with that, didn't I? I'm all right now. Yeah. I, 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 I Took like you at least ten minutes to work that out, <laughs> didn't it? Hey. I like the lifestyle now. I, you know me, I don't like getting up of a morning. So I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> Alarm clocks actually do depress me. I'm sure yeah. they do. I think, yeah. I'm sure they have an effect on my mental health. <laughs> but it's unnatural, isn't it? You, you should just wake up when you wake up, shouldn't you? I don't yeah. mind if I'm going on my holidays. Unless, of course, you shit yourself. I've got a plane yourself. to catch. Shit the bed. <laughs> Uh, you know, which uh, you know, some listeners will. But then that's a natural occurrence, isn't it? it? You it could is, argue. It? it is. Could argue. It is really. I mean, that that'd be proper lazy if you didn't get up, you know, to go and have a barber. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're talking about this. I go, you always get round to fucking bobs, you do. <laughs> I know. I know. I've I've done uh, many jobs, Joanne. I know my, you've done stupid amounts in my tender. Um, and loads, I always love it because I've been an actor for a, what, a long time and I've played things like policemen, firemen, uh, SAS commandos. So when you meet people and they'll say, I say you, you know, you, you generally chat straight away. One of the first questions is, what do you do, isn't it? Yeah. So, you, yeah. you, you know, you might be at a dinner party and go, oh, hello, this is Tracy and Ian. Oh, hello, Ian, how are you? What do you do? 
And it's always the th first thing that people say. Oh, what's the first thing I ask? Is, oh, so what do you do for a living, isn't it? And, you know, you'll get someone that'll say, oh, um, uh, I've just come out of the army. And I'll go, oh, I was in the army. And they'll go, oh, what were you then? I said, well, I was a, I was a Marine for a while, and then I became an SBS commander. <laughs> like that. <laughs> and you'll have a chat for ages about it, and you'll, you know, because they'll, they'll think, you know, he's a Marine. But you've got a little bit of knowledge then about loads and loads and loads of different things, haven't you? Which is good. It's a very limited. I well, I know, I suppose, it will be a limited, uh, yeah, but... but... I, I played a copper once um, for a television programme, and I played a sergeant, and I thought, oh, I wonder what it's like being a sergeant. And I thought, oh, I'll go and knock on my local Nick's uh, door. So I, I went and knocked on, and I said, is, is there any chance I can have a, just have a chat with a police officer and just to see, you know, how we, how his mentality is, how his psyche is, how he is. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I thought, you know, from my youth, I know policemen are different to most people in the world. And he says, oh, go out on a shift. So I went out with this copper called Rob at Colton Police Station in the car, and it were absolutely brilliant. It were brilliant. We we pulled, we went to a burglary, suspected burglary, and as he got out to go uh, with his torch, he looked at me from outside. He went, "Come on then," and, and on we went. Went and had a look around this building. Went in, and, you know what I mean? Didn't find anything, and you know, radioed it in, and then we pulled this lad wheel spinning at a. You know, and I, I walked around his car kicking the tyres and stuff because I looked, I was in plain clothes, he was in uniform. So I suppose up to them, I looked like a copper because I'd have been like 30 in in civvies, so I'd have been like CID or something. And then and then we were trying to give this lad a breath test. No no one had a bloody breathalyzer to give him a breath test. Um, and then the radio went mental. It was like really going, you know what I mean? And uh, Rob said to this lad, he said, you're lucky today, you are. Get back in your car, blah, 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 off you. He said, get in, Mark. And then there was this chase. Some lads had nicked some car and they were coming along the Colic Loop Road at breakneck speed. And you could hear the sirens coming towards us. Do you know what I mean? And as we got to the junction, this car flew by, followed by about six cars. Do you know what I mean? And we joined on the end. And Rob turned to me and said, we're going to break the speed limit now. Do not touch the steering wheel. And I was like, ah, just sitting there with my seatbelt on, grabbing hold of the seat, thinking, this is brilliant, this is brilliant. And we blue lighted it, sirens blazing. It was absolutely brilliant. And we pulled up, and by the time we pulled up, they'd, they, they'd smashed the car. We were miles behind, because we had to start. and they, it, We were right at the end of the chase, actually. Uh, these two lads, they smashed the car. They got arrested in the car still. You know what I mean? Still shake, shaken. They were being handcuffed. So it was like a proper... Starsky and Hutch moment, do you know what I mean? The, the, their chest was against the car door. They were being handcuffed from behind by these copper, and the copper's giving it, you know, you have the right to remain silent, anything you say, you know, if it does not have your evidence, blah, blah, blah. And I just walked, I walked up to the, one of the lads, and I had, this de I had a denim jacket on like that, and I went, uh, but you think you're hard, don't you? Like that. And he just looked at me like, fucking, and uh, I got back in the car. He was thought, can see how he come chase me. <laughs> it was, that that was good. That was good fun. So there was all, there is all that, you know. And I, and I do know that if you're doing an actor for television, that it just opened doors for you to mm. to have a glimpse at other people's professions. Mm. Like, like um, in fact, I wrote about this yesterday. I did Crime Watch. I did two Crime Watch. When you're starting off, you just say yes to everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. And I did one. One was playing. 
I was just like an extra really in in Lincoln it was um, in a pool hall I have no idea about the story I, I can't even remember seeing it on the telly and then the next time I, I did it was about a year or so later and, I, and they asked me to play this uh, murder victim and he was a doorman in Cambridge and he had many he was 24 he was he had he had many many enemies and he was quite a violent person and he'd been out all day he'd been to the gym with his with his mate been shopping with his girlfriend and his mate got home that night there was a knock at the door this is what his girlfriend said and his best mate who were in the house and then someone said come across the road with me and they went across the road to this some, some wasteland and he was shot in the back of the head he was shot in the back of the head uh, there was two shots fired one was in the back of his head and one was in the back of his hand so he might have been yeah like, shielding shielding I don't know I don't know and um, to date they still haven't found anyone someone got charged a few years ago uh, they got it, it went to court uh, and didn't have enough evidence really um, but I, I met I met the police I went into the incident room I saw all the, all the pictures I wasn't supposed to be in there I kind of nicked into this incident room and there's all pictures of him on the floor as you could imagine, the next morning, you know what I mean? You know, when the tent's around. Yeah. I met his girlfriend. She spent the day with us, the girlfriend. I met his, I met his family. So did she witness the murder? No, but she was in the house as, this, as these unknown people came to the house to call on him. And she said there was more than one. We knew there was more than one involved with the murder. And I'd imagine they would be young. And they thought it was gangland stuff. And his best mate. And um, this was the interesting thing. Is we finished it. And uh, about two weeks later, it was on it was on the telly and stuff. It's quite good. Like in them days, it wouldn't have Facebook and all that, but lots of people texting me going, oh, I knew you were a bad one. And I've just seen yeah. you on, on the um, Crime Watch, LOL. Although they didn't have LOL back in them days. They probably just wrote, laugh out loud in, you know, in them days. And uh, and I forgot all about it, you know, like you do. And, you know, people in the street say, oh, I saw you on, I saw you on Crime Watch last night. And then about two or three weeks later, I got a phone call from the uh, head of the investigation, the CID, and I was chatting away. I said, oh, did you get many leads? Said, no, not many people rang up and stuff. He said, um, how did you find it? I said, oh, yeah, it was interesting, really interesting. He said, did you get a chance to speak to his girlfriend? I said, yeah, I did. I said, D did she mention anything? I said, no, not really. And she said, I said she was very guarded with what she said. And I said, I think she's lying or she's holding something back from you. And he said, yeah, we think that too. And that was it, really. Interesting. And it, and, it, and it was really fascinating to see in 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 that in that world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was really really good. I really really enjoyed it. And then and it was, do you know, Claire Goose? Claire Goose went on to be in Casualty. It was her first job. Yeah, anyway, there's a so. there's a by the by. So I've done loads of jobs. I've I've been a bouncer. I was a bouncer for a uh, Northern Soul night. Uh, I ate Northern Soul. Well, I used to hate Northern Soul music. I mean, can you imagine yeah, an all nighter? An all-nighter. Yeah. This was in Chesterfield as well. <laughs> so I tipped up. It opened at midnight. And it was just that... Ding, you know, that what's that rhythm? How does it go? That, that, you know, Northern Soul rhythm all night long. Everyone's off their head on speed. Yeah. Or whatever they did in them days. So everyone's, like, dancing and really sweating. It's one of them as well. If you're into it, you're really into it, Really, really. And I was just like, God, get me out of here. Put some Carly Minogue on, do you know what I mean? Or whatever I was into <laughs> in them days. Didn't last very long there. And I, and I fell asleep. I must remember falling asleep on a tape because there's no trouble at all. Were, yeah, so nothing to do. You know what I mean? 
We had a trouble. We, uh, they have re- like record dealers and stuff. Yeah. It's sort of people selling clothes and yeah. bags and, you know, so it's a it's a fan thing. I don't know why. I, I suppose you're just there for crowd control. Did that. Debt collecting. Oh, that's horrible. It is. It is. And I don't know how the bloody hell I got into that. I, I knew this lad. He, he now works for the BBC. And his uncle had this company called Independent Debt Collections, IDC. And Steve, my mate, he worked on the telephones. He'd be ringing you up going, hello, yeah. He'd be trying to get work in. So he'd be ringing companies up and saying, are you suffering with people with debt? Not paying, yeah. And ring people up. And it was my job to just get in the car and you had a sheet every morning where you could find a job. And um, I used to go, all right, I'll go to this and see if I can get this money back. Oh, God. Uh, and it was horrible. It was horrible. I went to an old lady once. Who oh, had a, no. She'd had a... Yeah, but the thing is as well, you can see the flip side of this as well. She'd had a roof done. I only got her story. I didn't get the other side of the story. She said the roof was leaking, so I had a brand new roof, and this builder put the roof on, and he said, well, that's three grand. Mm. And she said, I've got no money. So who do you feel sorry for? Her... Yeah, she shouldn't have had the work done, fair. should she? No. And the, the poor builder's going, well, I, want, I just want my money back. Yeah. So she didn't pay me, and I, I just felt, well, I felt, what am I doing here? What was she like, though? Was she really, or she, was she confident that's the thing. or a bit intimidated? When you've when you got the persona of a um, debt collector, yeah. you've got to have, you know. You've got to be got, a bit nasty. Well, you've got to no, be hard as nails, I think. You haven't got to be nasty. I mean, there was a perception that, you you know, you're a bailiff and stuff like yeah. that. And we had no, I had no powers to go in there and take anything. All I was doing was knocking on the door and bricking them up. And it worked nine times out of ten. I went I went to this one lad that was in Mansfield and he'd, he'd bought an engine or something for a motorbike. Or he'd had, it, he'd had it done from his garage. And I went to collect, I think it was 300 quid that he'd not paid. And just me turning up knocking on the door, I didn't speak to the lad. I spoke to the lad's dad. And by the time I got back to the office, that had been paid. Oh, right. Do you know what I mean? So it was like fear. So what's the difference between a debt collector and a bailiff? Are they the same thing? How do I know? I don't know. Bailiffs have powers, don't they? They have powers you know, of the court. Right. I was reading this thing. There's this group on Facebook about it. Beat the bailiffs, I think it's called, or something. And this girl had written... This is like a sex thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whip them. Um, this girl had said that a bit. This it was council tax law, so councillor always going to have you, aren't they? But she said that one climbed in her kitchen window. If you leave anything open for them, they can they can legally get in. Fucking yeah, heck. I know, it's terrible. That's isn't horrible, it? isn't it? It's they're horrible, aren't they? They're yeah. Just, they're just. I say they're horrible. It's one of them, isn't it? It's, you know, if you owe money, it's it's things like parking tickets. That's when they're horrible, yeah. and then you just think, "That's oh, just go a money-making scam, isn't That's it?" Just I know. Like, go away. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But if it's if you're taking money off a builder or a you know a Absolutely. shop or whatever, yeah, and compromising their business, really, it's not you? fair. Yeah. You are stealing it. I agree. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's right or wrong. I didn't last very long anyway. It lasted about a week, week and a half. Flipping heck, you didn't and, last uh, long, did you? Not at all. And I, 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 it really bothered me. Really, I, I didn't. You know, I didn't like it. But I'm like sure I said, I've done loads of stuff. Concreting, I just do work on the floors. It's handy though, isn't it? Because you've got all bits of skills. You've got a good idea how things work, haven't you? I worked for the NHS for two years. Yeah. I, I still have no idea what my job was at the NHS. <laughs> I had no. I worked on Put the garden. Oh, that was good. I worked on the. I used to cut grass. Yeah. I used to cut grass for a living uh, for Nottinghamshire County Council. 
So I just it used to put me, I had a Walkman, so it'd be a tape in them days, yeah, put tape yeah, in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. One of my favourite ones was uh, Squeeze. I had Squeeze, so I used to put that on. Cool for cats, you know, walking along, mowing the lawn. Um, but they trained me. They got this new um, John Deere um, tractor. Some of you will know what a John Deere is. John Deere, like top of the range tractors. And this tractor could do, it could do grass. Yeah, I can see you bored. I'm sorry, I'm a glazing over. Yeah, I can see you bored. <laughs> It could do grass. <clears throat> I'll, I'll make it. You'll like this Try story. Try and make it interesting. I'm trying to. Fuck you know. And it could do. It could do the front of a hedge, and it could do the top of a hedge, and it could even do the back of a hedge. Do you know what I mean? Because it had like this this robot arm. And it, you know, you see, you see, um, you see farmers using them down the down the roads. You know what I mean? Back end and stuff. Anyway, so I'm trained in this, and there's me and this other lad. And they'd spent probably sixty, seventy thousand pounds on this piece of machinery. And on the open day, they, they had all the Nottingham Evening Post there, all these high-flying councillors. And they were going to. The reason they bought it was for, really for this one bank on this school that was really, really steep. And the way you, you cut grass on a bank is you do it like a rainbow. You just cut it into art. Yeah. You, know, you go up and around. But, but this, this, uh, this bank was so steep that they couldn't do that. So they bought this John Deere, which was four-wheel drive, and the, the, the idea was to drive up, yeah, and then they back down. So drive up and down, up and down, up and down. And because it, it was four-wheel drive, and it, it could easily yeah. do it. Um, so on the day when it was um, the opening, the grand opening of this new piece of machinery, not me, the other lad, you know I mean, the, the main guy, he was the one that was showing it off. So he gets in, and he, he does a bit of hedge cutting and a bit of cutting on the floor, and then comes to the piece de resistance, cut the grass on this massive bank and off he goes up this bank gets to the top bottles it doesn't know what to do because he's been doing it a long long time and he decides that he's going to start and go into an arc into a rainbow and cut it like he normally would in, in, a, in a normal tractor so he gets to the top of the arc and uh gravity got the better of him and he started to roll down oh my god right to the bottom he broke his arm and his leg he was off for about six months and completely smashed up this brand new piece of kit. So I never got to drive it really. I just got to, <laughs> I just got trained in it. It was quite nice. I just ended up with a Ford this Ford pickup truck. So yeah, I've done loads of stuff, loads and loads of stuff. You know, and now I don't know, I know. what the job is now. I know. I was just going to say, and what do you do now, Mark? I, I actually, well, I make podcasts. I don't make any money out of the bloody thing. So yeah. that's not a job, is it? No, not if you no. It doesn't. It's not kind of a job. I suppose it's making theatre, isn't it? Yeah, it's still and, making. Entertaining people, I suppose. Yeah, it is. And this is that's part and partial. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to talk to some people on the street and ask them what they do. Oh yeah, shall we? Yeah. Come Turn on, it man. off for now, and All then right. we'll be back in a minute. Hello, this is Mark again. Um, listen to this. Can you hear that? That's a beautiful sunny day in the middle of June in Burnley and the sun is shining. So uh, I'm not going to finish this podcast. I've told you a few stories. Joe, she's gone to work as a nurse today. Um, and I'm just, this is it. Um, I'll see you next week when we'll be talking about Summit. Bye.